balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. My son brought it over to me, and he said, Mom, I've tried a lot of stuff, but this, I'm telling you, it works. And I'm telling you, it really did make a difference. My attitude changed. My energy level really did peak. To me, it's a miracle. It really is. Mm -hmm. It's like I am so thankful for you guys. I really, really am. I've taken a lot of stuff through the years, and this is the only thing that has actually continued to do exactly what you claim it does. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. We're talking politics today. Caffeine, you're on the bench. Xanax, suit up. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Chris Ray testified publicly on the Hill that what happened on January 6th is domestic terrorism. What have we learned from our experience with international terrorism? In order to address that problem, arresting low-level operatives is merely a speed bump, not a roadblock. In order to really tackle terrorism, and this time domestically, you've got to attack and dismantle the, the, the command and control element of a terrorist group. And unfortunately, and I know this is painful to hear, that may mean people sitting in Congress right now, people in and around the former president. Mm -hmm. That's how you do this. Otherwise, recruitment, inciting, and and, uh, cult-like leadership continues to recruit people to violence. That was the very anti-American ex-FBI counterintelligence guy, Frank uh, Figluizzi, or whatever his name is. Um, He's on mainstream right now. And he's describing actual Americans, just Americans, that showed up that wanted their electoral count votes counted. Okay? There wasn't anything violent going on. But if you listen to him, he said basically we're the low-level speed bumps on his way to catch the mechanism of the core of the terrorist group called being a Christian conservative on the right, basically. I guess we're so fringy and crazy now. So he was on mainstream telling everyone that he's going after us like he would a terrorist group in the Middle East because people went to the Capitol. And I had an interview with him I never played, and it was about his new book. I had him on for his new book. And his new book, it was very interesting because he kept calling me a liar. And everything that I said was actually proven true later. So everything that I said came out mainstream. And who's the liar? It was him. But let me just play you a snippet of our interview, okay? This is just a snippet of it. This is how he talked to me the whole interview. Going after the people that were there, um, as they the said Capitol. and promised that they'd be visiting the doorsteps of, of individuals that showed up to to protest peacefully. What's your feeling on that, actually? I'd love to ask you about that. Yeah, I, so, so I've got to call out lies when they happen, and they're mm-hmm. happening right now, Kate. Oh, mm-hmm. he's calling so me a liar. The FBI is not visiting <laughs> protesters. Okay. Just before we got on this call, the FBI arrested the man who killed a Capitol Police officer by by jamming a fire extinguisher into his head. Okay, now you all know that that came out, was proven absolutely 100% not true. Coroner came out. He did not die from anything like that, okay? 
Here's the rest of it. Okay. Right. That's not a peaceful protester. That's right. who's being arrested right now, Kate. Right. I don't think it was a Trump protester. I think, do you, do you think that a lot of these people... You do you know I, who it was? I don't. I, I know that Antifa okay, promised that they would... Don't lie about it. Well, wow. I, I know that Antifa promised that they would they would show up in, in Trump clothing and then they were allowed Kate, in. So you, that's... Kate, do you have any Kate, do you have any evidence that Antifa was present and killed police officers inside the Capitol? Um, well, I see, yeah, I've see, seen the pictures of see, those now we individuals. Do. In, now we do. In fact, one guy was even from my state. But OK, <laughs> the other guy was on Antifa page for I think it was Pennsylvania. But here we go. Well, I seen I've seen the pictures of those individuals inside the Capitol. Really? So. Yeah, and really? they were actually yeah. located on Philly Antifa. Yeah. So that, that's why you, I was wondering think, about that. You, you have evidence that Antifa planned the insurrection and planned to kill Nancy Pelosi and the that vice never president? Happened. That well, never they, happened. They didn't, right? They were, there were no shots fired. Were they armed inside the Capitol? I'm just asking because these yes, are some were. of the questions. They were armed? Okay. Yes, they yeah, were. You haven't seen the plans to Did kill you hear the vice that? president and Nancy Pelosi? Did you hear that? He said, yes, they were. There was not one person had any arm on them whatsoever any gun whatsoever nothing this guy's such a liar here you go okay yeah you haven't seen the plans to kill the vice president yeah that didn't happen i haven't i i I hear i hear that you should get educated oh okay (laughs) so again it's really important since we've now witnessed an insurrection in Mm -hmm. our country that's been fueled by lies Mm -hmm. and fraud that i help point out the lies and fraud that mm-hmm. you are perpetrating on this show right now. You just made some comments that are false. Ooh, who made the comments that are false? Okay, well, I, I okay. <laughs> um, there really right. wasn't anywhere to so, go in the um, interview. Um, in your book. Any uh, other questions that I can clear up for you? <laughs> yeah, the guy was such a bully. Can I just tell you, this is the guy that TV right now today, right now, is using as the expert and spokesperson for the FBI. Yeah, I just thought everyone should hear that because I am. It's amazing to to hear this guy. He was in the opening clip. To hear this guy just lie and lie and lie and lie. So anyway, I'm yeah. He accused me of lying so many times in the interview. It was comical. I just gave you a short snippet of our half hour together. It was real fun. So Susan, how are you? I'm. <laughs> I'm a little bit dismayed by oh, that well, interaction. I, Holy he, cow. Such a bully, right? So wow. now whenever I see him, Frankie, whenever I see him on the air, I just, I'm like, oh yeah, the bully, the little bully liar, because he kept calling me a liar and everything came out and I was correct and he was wrong. That's right. But whatever. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, yeah I, it was, it was stunning. It was stunning because <laughs> you could, you could just, well, Anyway, he's what's wrong with the FBI. There's a lot like him. And then there's some good guys, but there's a lot like him. And they just bully, bully, bully. And they don't have a problem lying. He knew full well they were not armed. He said they were. He knew full well the guy wasn't killed with the fire extinguisher. He knew that. Yeah. But look at the bold-faced lies he's willing to tell and just say it like it's the truth. And I was floored by that. We'll take a a caller, then I want to get to all the stuff you prepared. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. 
Yeah, so how are they treating those people over there in uh, the foreign countries? Uh, Redemption, they torture them or they contract torture. Mm -hmm. That's what they're talking about doing to patriots. That was a a flim uh, veil attack on patriots. Yes, it is. Uh, And a couple of things in the statement. They keep using the word insurrection. People need to read the definitions of of insurrection. Insurrection is an armed rebellion. That was just a bunch of vandalism. Uh, Well, they were waved in. And I mentioned that to Frank Figluzzi. I said they were waved in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One estimate I heard was less than a million dollars worth of of vandalism. So it's a million dollars worth or less than that to repair the building. That was it. What we need to be talking about is Babbitt. He, she was, he was, uh, she was almost certainly murdered. Yeah. And uh, where are the feminists? Uh, right. uh, where's any patriots even talking about Babbitt being shot? But Ashley he was shot Babbitt. by a federal author, a cop, a uh, capital cop. I agree. All these other cops are city cops or local cops where we, uh, Floyd and all the other incidents. So they go after them to mm-hmm. increase the likelihood of. I, I agree. I agree. Thank you for that. Yeah. Poor Ashley Babbitt. Yeah. And nobody's speaking about her whatsoever. Yeah. And she wasn't posing a threat of any kind. So nothing. She didn't deserve. And I, I can't even imagine. You couldn't even say that about her. She wasn't even posing a threat. But all right. Um, it's just so sad. Susan, what are we talking about? <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> There's so much weighing down on us right now. I know. And there's so much news. Every day is an absolute flood. So I've been doing research. But one of the things that gets me through mm-hmm. is the Babylon Bee. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and I just wanted to dive into the bee for a moment right. with some of their hilarious headlines. If you have not visited or signed up to get the automatic Babylon Bee, mm-hmm. um, who I think, so the New York Times said, oh, you know, they're right wing smear and false info. No, they're a satire site. For instance, here's a headline. Disney announces new movie giving sympathetic origin story to Kamala Harris. (laughs) You know how they do that with all the villains. They give them a a sympathetic origin story. Well, now they're going to do it for Kamala. Um, Another one is Harry and Meghan announce birth of beautiful, half-oppressed, half-privileged baby. (laughs) Half-oppressed, half-privileged. I love that. That's great. Uh, and it says, uh, Governor Newsom announces he's using his emergency powers to wish for more emergency powers. <laughs> it's like a genie in a bottle. What's your last oh wish, gosh. right? Um, it says, let's see, Elon Musk excited to once again be richest man on Earth while Jeff Bezos is in space. <laughs> And this is one of my... You have to mock this stuff or we'll go nuts, you guys. You're going to go nuts, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go crazy. We're going to go over the edge. This is one of my favorites. God condemned for forgiving racism. (laughs) What can we say? I I love the Babylon Bee. We had them on the show and uh, they're funny. They they come up. I don't even know how they come up with these. Seriously, they're so good. Okay, this Um, last one, last one. mm -hmm. Joe Manchin and Mitt Romney forced to sit at the no friends table at lunch. (laughs) That's so true. <laughs> boy, oh boy. All right. Well, um, oh my goodness. Okay. Let's talk about uh, Amazing Polly. I know we still have a few minutes in this section. So. Yeah, let's talk about Amazing yeah. Polly. So she is uh, in Canada. She's from Ontario. And she said they are suffering a complete lockdown. She said businesses People aren't, aren't open. talking about this. I no. know. You're right. And she said it's literally, she goes, stores are closed. And every time they go, well, we're going we're gonna to open up on this date. They just, it's a game. They just move the football. 
And just like they did to us for a year and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. It sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. So she said um, that she had received a letter after doing a video on torture. And we had talked about some of the torture techniques that were used in, on prisoners of war. And so she, she had done a video on that. And she got a letter from Dr. David Gersten, who is a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And he's written a book called... POW Survival Guide by David Gersten. He said the types of people coming into his office and what he's seen is stuff he's really never seen before on this scale. And he's a psychiatrist. He Uh is 41 years, 41 years. And he just said he started calling it quarantine stress disorder. And he goes, the reason being is that it is genuinely traumatic, but the addition is the propaganda and brainwashing. Mm. He said it's those two things together that put people in this paralyzed state. It is literally a physiological state. And if you don't understand it and don't see it, you're just confused. People are just confused. Why can't? Why don't I have motivation? Why don't I want to do yeah, anything? It's true. And why have I feel like giving up? Right. So he said, you know, he wrote her this long, long letter. She read it in a video. If you go to her site, you can find it under videos. Um, he talked, and we've talked about this before, the freeze response. He said people held up pretty well for about three months. Three months. People kind of held it together. Okay. And then he said their normal coping mechanisms failed. All the normal coping mechanisms. That's interesting. Yeah, that they failed. And he said that's when you went into the freeze response, um, just like what happens to an, uh, an impala being chased by a cheetah right before the cheetah is about to bite. He mm-hmm. said the impala collapses and freezes. Now, there's an anthropological reason for that, a physiological, and that is, not anthropological, um, <laughs> that the impala... Um, that the cheetah won't eat a dead animal. So the Impala has developed this. So it's part of our survival mechanisms too. Freeze response. Wow. That would describe the zombies walking around with the masks on that are still afraid of everybody. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Kate Daly Show. I've got Susan with me. Susan Reeve, always fun to have Susan on the show. And uh, let me, can I just start out by saying this? Biden um, just surprised the military by telling them what the greatest threat to the U.S. security is. You'll just never guess. (laughs) Do you guys remember when Obama uh, and the Coast Guard, remember when he went down and he basically threatened them um, that uh, basically with treason, if they didn't buy into climate change, they didn't believe it? Yeah, with a straight face. San Diego Coast Guard. You guys remember that? Well, Biden has said that climate change is the biggest threat to U.S. security. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, no one's ever no one's ever encountered climate change. But 
he thinks that it's our greatest threat. So he said, now this is a warning, right? Because he's what they're going to do stuff and then it's going to cause these things to happen. They're going to blame it on climate change is usually how this rolls out. But he said there will be significant population movements, fights over land, fights over land, okay? Millions of people leaving places because they're literally sinking below the sea in Indonesia because of the fights over what is arable land anymore. Um, wow. I always take whatever he has to say as a threat and a warning only because, not because for the reason he says, but just because they'll make, they'll do things to make these things happen. They'll try to anyway. But can you imagine going to the troops and telling them our biggest threat is climate change? Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> going on for six decades and no one's ever, ever encountered it. Interesting. So Susan, let's chat. So we, let's go back to Canada. We got to yes. talk back. So Canada. Canada's locked yeah. down, and they're amaz- still in lockdown. I know. A year and a half. They sh- Amazing. Polly says it's it's been just such an absurdity, and now people are just rebelling. They're done. They're done. They are done. Um, this psychiatrist who wrote to her after seeing one of her videos said, um, he said, "You were right on about the torture. That this is psychological torture." And he said, "And with parents who th- have kids to think about this too, our core identity is formed through the work we do with people. We love the things we're passionate about. Our faith in God." or something greater than ourselves. Core beliefs are developed in the first seven years of life. So people who even have fragile childhoods, they're abused or neglected, they're especially damaged by what's going on. So if you limit people's opportunities, it is affecting their identity, who they are as people. And he said... um, that is when you look at your children so we can have more compassion on people as to what they're going through. If this is POW type stuff, which is why he wrote this book, POW, a survival guide, Dr. David Gersten. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about um, the cortisol level and how cortisol and our blood flow and energy is normally directed toward large muscles and directed away from the immune system and internal organs in the long run. Stress is bad for our mental and physical health. So everything to do with COVID weakens our immune system. Every scare, every panic. All having, of the uh, propaganda around COVID. Yes. Yeah. That this has been psychologically <laughs> weaponized yeah. to produce this stress response. Well, in us. it's so true because look at the population. Yes. Every, you know, there are very so few people that even are claimed with COVID. Yes. The rest of us are healthy people walking around. And we're the one and, and they're the ones out there wearing the masks and acting in fear, even though for a year and a half they've never even encountered it. So that's bizarre. Think about that. A healthy person scared to death that they're gonna get sick all of a sudden. Yeah. That's amazing to me. I, it's just amazing. So, yeah. and that's why he said working with military during his years, this and POWs, this is the kind of stuff he saw. So he wrote this book. He said, um, this is important. People have been coached to think about my anxiety or my depression. And he said, it is much healthier for people to say, mm-hmm. I feel anxious or I feel depressed or I'm struggling and not to identify with the disease. You are not the disease. He said, stay strong, build new retreat. <laughs> build new routines, trauma is about unpredictability and lack of trust. Hmm. That has to be the biggest thing that our government has inculcated, lack of trust, unpredictability. <laughs> yeah. Right? With all the lies. Yeah, that's, forever, that's right. Ever. And he mm-hmm. said there are, you can, his book says to turn inward and make yourself more f- mentally fit. He said meditation, mental imagery, use of breathing and mood words. He said, really take this on as a project because this is been, what has been imposed upon people is something they've never experienced before on the scale. 
That's why the POW metaphor is just so, it's not even a metaphor, it's actually true. We've been held captive. Um, So he said those people who survived best in concentration camps, um, one concentration camp survival, Bruno Bettelheim, said the one thing that predicted who would last longer and remain more hopeful in the prisoners was the religious groups. And people said, well, you're just being delusional. You're just praying that everything is, he said, they were tight knit, very religious Christian groups that met together and prayed together. And they remained hopeful and optimistic. They had a sense of purpose. And so to recognize that faith in the creator, (laughs) that it's above government, that's above anything that can happen to us here on earth. Yeah. Faith on the creator. And so I thought about it today. Did had any time have I felt like a prisoner of war? I felt like a prisoner of something. Yeah. And so if you know it is this biological imposition to create the drama, mm-hmm. the vaccines, mm-hmm. right. the power grab, then you have been a prisoner of something. Yeah. Rec- he said recognizing it is absolutely necessary. And you know, I love, I love this. And I'll tell you, I'll go a step farther. The thing that has hurt me the most, and I mean feelings like sadness, the thing that's been the most devastating is that we all know the government lies, and had it just been the government, fine. But it was neighbors, people, businesses, people you know, people you trust, people that are out in the community with you. And they were willing and ready to tattle on you, to condemn you, to judge you. I saw the people act in a way that I've never seen before. That's what's, that's what I still just, if you, if, if I ever seem like I'm just at the end of, of the rope kind of feeling that day, it's usually because of that. That's what threw me over the edge. I expect it from government. I get it. But it's when the people act that way that just flips people out and it flipped me out. I, I got to see that. I got to see society do things I never thought society would do in this last year and a half. Very true. Very frightening and very sad. And so recognizing that mm-hmm. those people are behaving like prisoners of war, yeah. the ir- right. irrationality, change of personality, different agenda, the aggression, the hostility is a response to the types of torture that they did to prisoners. So compassion, sharing this, this book if you have right. a copy mm-hmm. um, or the message from Amazing Polly. And so people can go, wow, no wonder, no wonder. Yeah, remember the, right. remember yeah. the old days great point. when they said, oh, soldiers just come home, just integrate back into society. And then they went, wait a minute, there's a PTSD thing here that's mm-hmm. real. Yeah. Rape survivors, there is a PTSD thing. But for a long time, we never recognized that. So now it's time to recognize the POW aspect of what we've been through. Mm. Not that we're equating ourselves to actual POWs who were tortured for years, but this has affected people differently based on their mental health to begin with. There were two stories that caught my attention. People just say, oh, things like, you know, video games and the media, they can't really influence people to do things. We have seen attacks on white people, attacks on Asians. We have also seen, um, there was an incident in Florida that piqued my attention. A 14-year-old and 12-year-old ran away from a group home and then held the police at bay with AK-47 shotgun Mm -hmm. for like half an hour. And 
the boy, they got arrested, the girl got shot but lived. The boy said, yeah, she said, we're going to take this on like GTA, Grand Theft Auto. We're going to take this on. So you think, well, but that can't possibly have been what caused that, right? Because that doesn't happen to everybody. There was another story, a cheerleader who sadly died at a banquet from an allergic reaction. Mm -hmm. And you'd say, well, it can't be the peanut because everybody's been eating them. No, they had susceptibilities. I see. And that is the point of this POW thing. People have these innate susceptibilities based on how they were raised, Mm -hmm. based on their health and other co-things. So everybody's reaction's different. Everyone's reaction's different, but it's stressful nonetheless. And so, wow, we're going to look back on this And I feel like this POW metaphor is correct. That's what it feels like. That's the societal change that's taken place. And he said it is due to government manipulation to desire us to be more open to what they want us to do. That that is the point of the pressure. So Hmm. 41 years as a psychiatrist and trying to figure all this out. I think he has a beat on this. I really do. We just can figure that we're learning as we go along and other people are too. And I always like to think, this is my favorite thing to think when I (laughs) deal with irritating, aggressive, obnoxious people, maybe in this moment they're doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. I know. I'm trying to give a lot of leeway to people because I I really am. I have to still have hope in humanity. Right. So I'm trying. I'm trying to do that, actually, right now. And and it is tough. It's it's hard because I think when you have to make a sign for a pool that says don't wear masks while swimming, you can drown. I know. I saw. We've reached a a level. I don't know if we can come back from that level of complete stupidity. If you have to print a sign, that means more than one are doing that. (laughs) <laughs> and I, and then I, and then I have to, I have to get after myself because I, I don't want to sound judgy. I, I'm trying not to be mean. I promise you, I know it doesn't sound like it, but I really am trying not to be mean. It's just, I've been, we've been talking about this for 800 hours, uh, the whole COVID thing. And I'm actually just shocked at this point that people still think it's a thing that we have to fear, but it, it gets so, it, it's so bottom of the barrel crazy that I just think, well, is there going to be a point where we finally snap out? Like, will there be a, a rock bottom, do you think? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he says routines are important and movement is important. He said, do anything you can to move, walk, run, dance, do anything to get your body moving, because that is how you can stay mentally, more mentally stable and fit. He said part of the trauma is a sense of this immobility. Okay. I don't, I don't want to do anything. Right. I can't do anything. People throw up their hands, move, move, move. Right. And I know for me, it makes a huge difference in how I feel if I get out and walk. Right. So he has a website that is just phenomenal because he doesn't necessarily believe in psychiatric drugs. Um, and it is drdavidgertson.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got just a lot of free resources on there and suggestions. So it is so heartening to see people thinking outside the box like this and saying, okay, let's look at it from this angle and maybe we can make more progress. Right. And that to me is just brilliant. It's yeah, creative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's insightful. I like it. He came up with this. I like it. And we should be grateful that we have access to things like this because 
you know, people in Germany, people in uh, Japan, which we're going to talk about, or China, mm-hmm. never had this kind of information and just suffered horribly when their governments went crazy. Well, through history, governments right. just oppress people and they have no support. So the tide is turning. That's my feeling. Okay. I love it. We're going to come right back. Don't, I, I can't talk today. We're going to come right back. <laughs> I, swear. I have problems today. We're going to come right back. Don't go anywhere. KDallyRadio.com. More with Susan Reeve, my guest uh, and co-host. Uh, be right back. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Kate Daly Show at your service. I've got Susan here, and uh, boy, can't wait to talk about this. Um, you'll be so intrigued, actually. Unit 731. Please tell me more. Unit 731. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, we're all dealing with this idea that this uh, Wuhan lab was the leaker of, or whatever, intentionally, of the so-called virus. And at first that was considered a conspiracy theory Mm -hmm. because why would a lab be creating this and then leak? Well, Fort Detrick, our bioweapons lab, was shut down in 2019 temporarily for a big leak. Um, But there was a unit that the Japanese created in occupied China. So many people have heard of the rape of Nanking when Japanese soldiers went into China. Well, one of the things they did in 1942 was set up Unit 731, and it was a covert biological and chemical warfare research and development unit of the Japanese Army. It was bioweapons and chemicals. So, of course, they were allowed to undertook lethal human experimentation So if we always have heard what happened in Auschwitz, what happened with Dr. Mengele, everybody kind of knows that history, experimenting on living people. They were experimenting by injecting them with diseases. They were interested in five different diseases, including plague. What's interesting about plague is that China had no history of plague. There had been Mm -hmm. no plague in China for a thousand years, which is fascinating, considering what spread through Europe. But they were given carte blanche to just go ahead and they created an Auschwitz size complex and they employed a medical doctor and they realized that bioweapons were cheap, they can kill automatically, and it was included a long list of deadly diseases, including anthrax and typhus. So one of the things they did here was they created eight kilos of plague infected fleas and let them out into the population. These were rural populations. So not just people in the camp who they experimented on, people in villages through this region of China were dying like the plague because it was the plague. And in one case, a third of a village died. Now that's similar to what happened in Europe with the Black Plague, where you had even higher death rates. But it's fascinating to me that 
they did this and they said up to a thousand were killed. Now, there are videos, there's documentaries. Some of the things they did were horrendous, like operating on people who were awake and alive. And they did that routinely to see the effects on the organs, removing people's organs. So they just felt they had no qualms about doing what the Western world would have considered war crimes and atrocities to develop these biological weapons, right? So at the end of the war, we signed our peace treaty with Japan and two things happened that were quite interesting. Okay. The Russians, this on, on the Russian side, took and captured some of these scientists who worked at this laboratory. It was called the Auschwitz of Asia. And they put them on trial for war crimes. And mm-hmm. there were about 20 of them. Okay. And what's fascinating to me is they were given long sentences, 25 years and longer, but most of them were out within five years. And then the Russians popped up their own biological weapons. So the question was, did some of those people end up or their information with the Russians who created their own bioweapons lab using this information? Hmm. That was one scenario. Okay. The other scenario was that MacArthur came to these people heading this lab and said, we won't charge you with war crimes if you turn over all of your research. Hmm. And the question was, and the insinuation was, that things like this were continued on. Now, we have a biological lab in Wuhan because our government would never have just given up the research. Right. 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 But to keep it in China, some of it was transferred here. But there were advantages to having it be in China. Mm-hmm. So none of those people were you prosecuted. <laughs> yeah. None of those people were prosecuted mm-hmm. as war criminals. Now, in Nuremberg, we prosecuted those Auschwitz doctors as war criminals. And there were many of them. So why did we do this over here? It's because our government valued that research and information. And just like Operation Paperclip, this is such kind of an interesting story that Alan Dulles, who Dulles Airport in Washington, Mm D.C. is named after, and his brother. Yeah, the Dulles boys. The Dulles boys Mm -hmm. brought over these Nazi scientists after the war, and they went into all sorts of scientific industries, including the the space industry and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't we have been also continuing to work with scientists in China on the development when we have a rich history of doing so yes great yes unit 731 the auschwitz of asia tens of thousands of people some people say up to three hundred thousand people died in the surrounding areas this was a massive uh, bioweapons program and it's i've never heard of it so i was reading through wikipedia and it goes oh uh, one of the X-File episodes was based on it. I thought, really? I only got into the X-Files <laughs> after I had a bunch of kids and yeah. I was home alone. Right. And I thought, I'm watching X-Files. So I looked it up. Sure enough, thir- third season, episode 10, is about Japanese bioweapons program. Program. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? But see, it was advantageous to us. Right. To have it elsewhere. like To that. have it mm-hmm. elsewhere and to keep the information on the down low. When people brought it up here in or the Soviets brought it up in the trials, 
we blamed that on just communist propaganda. Yeah. Those things didn't yeah. happen. It's just it was, communist it's an, propaganda. It's such an easy scapegoat. It's such an easy way to deflect and say, you know, and to give out misinformation and say, what? We didn't know. It's like a step removed. A step removed. A step so removed. there's no accountability. Yes. Which yes. is really what's going on right now. Fauci's in the news today going, uh, saying that uh, it's a, it, you're being critical of science if you're critical of him. <laughs> oh, gosh. So another, another great deflection, another great deception, and we can house it internationally. Isn't see, that great? Yeah. See how that works Not is so that great. we can look for the places that are right. vulnerable, Africa, Haiti. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of evidence that what Epstein was also doing in and around Haiti had to do with biological weapons. Well, he was investing in scientific discoveries around things like that. Right. So the people are vulnerable in other places around the world. We're vulnerable, but not in the extent that you have very poor populations, also poor in health. Mm-hmm. who can be extra susceptible to whatever they're desiring to spread around. So I just think it was fascinating that the Russians said, we're going to prosecute these scientists. Oh, but we're going to cut their sentences short and then use them. And we just said, we're going to just play nice. Yeah. Right. Get the information. It was too tantalizing mm-hmm. to DC to just walk away from all that. And it was stuff that we weren't going to do. We weren't going to tie people to stakes. And yeah. expose them to cholera, make them drink <laughs> cholera-laced water and typhus. Right. and Couldn't get away with it over here. We could not. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, was, scapegoat. was that even necessary? But they had whole populations to deal with, too. All these rural populations. And so t- to this day, people who were very, very young still have scars and open wounds on their legs that they can't figure out how to heal there was a documentary guy who went through and he's like, look at all these people who have all these injuries and they talk about what their ancestors and family members went through. So the fact that this has not been brought up during this entire, um, this history has not been mm-hmm. brought up during this entire plague scenario. I haven't seen it anywhere. Have you? No. Jeez. I shouldn't say plague. COVID, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, no, I, it, I'm just amazed, but you know what though? I'm glad you brought this up because it really explains the history behind why we do what we do, uh, especially not us, but those in power, why they do what they do. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but it's, it's just strange. And that's what gave us climate change. It was a Nazi scientist with a theory. And he even said, my theory isn't like anything substantial. I'm just theorizing yeah but that's what climate change stemmed from was his just ironically enough i thought i would add that in it was just strange what's interesting to me too is you think about all the immigrants who have come to america who wanted to come who go through the process of naturalization who feel loyalty to america and then you just bring in these nazi scientists yeah who have been at war with america right and what were they capable of Mm-hmm. Because what was their true allegiance? Yes, this was better than the uh, going to prison. But what really was their motivation in coming and staying and helping the United States? And were their were their intentions pure? That's yeah. hard to believe right? that they had good intentions. And so now that you understand when Eisenhower said we have to be careful of the military industrial complex 
Mm-hmm. He was watching all of this unfold, including with all these Nazi scientists. Jeez. So here we have this other bio program that hasn't been brought up the whole time we've been talking about COVID. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, they never would. They never would. That's, Jeez. That's right. And, you know, there have been other things that have just come up recently. Um, John O'Loughlin wrote a book about his father mm-hmm. who was um, told by Hoover to track down the 68,000 intelligence files. That was his job. His name was Francis O'Loughlin. And he ended up being just a problem for the CIA, the new CIA, and was tortured. And, you know, there were so many things going on after the war. It was such kind of a Wild West intelligence situation. Hmm. And then you get the CIA popping up after the OSS. There is one theory that um, the French connection of drugs with France um, and Turkey and the mm-hmm. drug the the drug line French connection um, was taken over, right by our government. <laughs> and so I'm in shock. <laughs> no, no. And these Said are these are never. the lines. <laughs> these are the lines of of power and. Um, you know, ongoing, people aren't just going to walk away from those. If there's if there's a, a drug line going, yeah, it was heroin smuggled from Indochina, sorry, to Turkey, to France, and then to the United States and Canada, and sometimes through Cuba. It started in 1930s, reached its peak in 1960s, mm-hmm. and was dismantled in the 70s. But there was a lot of interest in us just taking over since we were so dominant then as a, as a world power. Right. So... There's there's a lot going on. One of the theories that I saw was China has this huge footprint in Canada. We were talking about mm-hmm. the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. And you had Kamala going down to uh, Central America. She gave a speech and she said the way we're going to stop this immigration influx is we're going to fix Central America. <laughs> we're going to fix Central America. And um, Senator Johnson was speaking to the president, I don't know, of Honduras or whatever. And he said, the cartels run these countries. So this was the president, but he was the cartels were compromised. We can't. So the drug thing, you look at this, the bioweapons, the drug lines. We have to wake up to how we as a country and people were allowing it to to be enabled. You see what I'm saying? Completely. I I can't even believe Hormala. Her response, have you ever been to the country? I haven't been to Europe. I was like, no, really answer the question. She's never, I'm sorry, the border. Have you ever been to the border? No, and I haven't been to Europe either. Uh, Okay, that's not an answer. Anyway, she never has been to the border. Went to Guatemala to try to fix Guatemala. It's it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And and the the house is burning. She's watering the flowers and... A Guatemalan president said, you know, as soon as Joe, President Biden changed the law, stay in Mexico law, allowing people to come over, he said that all the coyotes showed up in Guatemala. Mm -hmm. He said huge influx of coyotes. Now they're saying coyotes can make up to $200,000. Uh, and just yeah. it, it's big Kamala's, business uh, uh, pot smoking. She admitted to. Yeah, <laughs> I inhale. I know I do. I totally inhale. Anyway, she's they're, they're all a trip and they want to shine a light on nothing. And they want to uh, give you disinformation, misinformation. They want to lie. They, they deceive. They landed there in a coup. Nobody has any shame. 
And here we are. Uh, and you know what? I'm so glad you brought that up. That was really interesting. Really interesting. Because it does show our history. And we have a history of doing the same exact thing. So there shouldn't ever be a battle over, did we fund Wuhan? I mean, give me a break at this point, right? Right. Good gravy. Hey, Susan, thank you. You're so welcome. Great info, My pleasure. Right? Great info. Jeez. Um, be faithful. Be fearless. See you here tomorrow. Sheriff Mack and Chris Ann Hall tomorrow. And um, boy, lots to think about. KateDallyRadio.com for the podcast.